Welcome to Purpose and Principles Podcast. My guest today is Kristen Cox. She's the Executive Director at the Utah Governor's Office of Management and Budget. And Chris, I know uh, we've talked before about these stressful times, and I am so grateful you could take some time today to join us and talk about, well, what we're all dealing with this week and, and this past month. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here. I think your podcast is really important for people to make sure that we um, that really stand on the principles and the purpose that we really want to have, that we're deliberate about it. So it's a pleasure to be here. Well, I really appreciate that. And I know you manage a, a big state, being mm-hmm. from the state of Utah. How many employees and, and kind of the budget, kind of what do you do with the state? What is that? What is it that I do? Exactly. What, what is it that I do? Well, we have about 22,000 full-time equivalent employees. Mm-hmm. So. And our budget's about $20 billion. And uh, I'm responsible for the operations of the state and budget and revenue and all that good kind of stuff. So it's a fun job. It's a demanding job. Requires a lot, but it's been, uh, I think, an opportunity to serve. So I see it as a blessing. Well, and you've been doing it for many, many years and quite successful. I I know in another podcast, I would love to do, you know, more about how you create continuous improvement and efficiencies in the government. Sure. To, today, if we could, I really want to focus, you know, on the, the quarantine and, you know, this virus that we're mm-hmm. talking about. I know that you have some ideas on how government and maybe even how just the public in general could respond differently. Sure. You know, Absolutely, this can feel like a time of fear mm-hmm. and immense stress, and there are challenges. I don't, I don't think greatness comes from uh, putting our head in the sand. Mm. I think we see that there are challenges, um, but I am confident that there is a way forward. Utah government has been very proactive on this. Mm. Uh, I think the federal government's package that's moving forward through the Senate and uh, through, through the House, going through the Senate, also provides some really important relief. Hmm. And, you know, sometimes when I look back, I lived through the recession, Hmm. 2008, 2007, 2009, and those were really hard times and we came out of it. Hmm. And for me, what's really important to remember in this is nothing is permanent. I mean, you know, there's the what's permanent and, and people's kind of spiritual personal lives, but in life, the good times pass hmm. and so do the bad times. And so it, this will pass. But it's hard. It's hard. It's you know, hard. It's really it's hard. It's so hard. And, you know, we can hold both feelings. Hmm. We can hold hope and optimism and fear and insecurity. Hmm. I think we hold all of those. And um, there's a story that happened to me that has helped me really in my professional life uh, and my personal life. So I'm blind, Max, as you know, hmm. the audience doesn't know that. And when I was going through uh, learning to be a blind person, I had well, struggled with it for many years, fell in a manhole, figured out I really had to get my life back in shape. I went to a kind of a five-month residential training program where I would wear sleep shades every day hmm. and uh, learn how to use power tools and barbecue and you know just really immerse myself in the skills of blindness and I had some amazing mentors. And one of the graduation requirements is that we would be put in a van with our blind, you know, our sleep shades on, because if we had any remaining vision, we couldn't use it the whole time we were there. Mm-hmm. They'd stick us in this van with music going and drive us around randomly. It was back in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And they'd drop us off at a random location and we had to find our way back to the training center by ourselves. And we could ask one question along the way. Mm. And we did have a braille compass. And of all the things I was practicing, you know, learning to cook a meal for 40 people and, you know, again, building furniture with power tools, that was the scariest for me. Mm-hmm. And we would practice um, what we call for the, in the blind community orientation and mobility, which is how do you use your white cane and navigate the world. Mm-hmm. We practice a few hours every day. And I had a teacher, Tony Cobb, and we were at a park. Um, I still remember this park. And I could not get out of this park. Mm. I would take a step and I would hit a bench and I would take another step and I would hit dirt and I would take another step and I would hit grass and I couldn't find my way out of this park. And I knew where I was. I could feel the sun. I could hear the freeway on my right. So I knew my directions, but I couldn't get out of the park. Mm. So I just stopped walking because sometimes, you know, in life we just feel stuck yeah. We don't know what the next step is. We don't know how to get out of it. We don't know what's next. We become cynical. We can be a, become jaded. Uh, we can become uh, negative and lose hope. And I think at that moment I stopped is that I had lost hope mm-hmm. that this was going to be my life. And my teacher, Tony Cobb, he always gave me enough rope to hang myself. Mm-hmm. And he came up to me and he said, Kristen, you have to learn to walk through your uncertainty you have to learn to walk through your fear. You have to learn to walk through your confusion. There is no new information by standing still. Hmm. You have to take a step into the unknown to know what's there. And that that feedback and guidance shaped was a game changer for me. And I think we're at a time that feels uncertain. There's no doubt about it. We don't know exactly what this virus does, although we're learning more every day. Mm-hmm. We're seeing, you know, Italy plateau. We're seeing antiviral medica- uh, you know, medications go into clinical trials. We're getting a better sense every day, but we don't know everything. Mm-hmm. But the reality is in life, we never will. Yeah. And that shouldn't stop us from moving forward. When, oh my word, I'm, I mean, I'm thinking about this, I, standing there in the park and to have someone give you that advice and to say you have to walk through that fear, though. How did it feel at the moment? Did it feel... Did it feel like it hurt more or how did you step through that? Um, you know, it felt hard and scary and also hopeful. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, you know, if I walk into um, a convention center, for mm-hmm. example, I don't know if there are tables there until I walk and hit the table. Mm-hmm. Right. And sometimes we want to know the future. We want certainty and predictability and to know that everything will work out. And we just don't have that in this life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist, even though as much as we want it and as much as we want to control and plan and predict and forecast and measure and quantify and dictate and mandate and plan. And yeah. Utah's done an amazing job planning for the future. Our reserves are solid. We're in a good place. Mm-hmm. But despite all of that, you still can't know everything. Who was going to predict the corona, right? Right. So when we realize that there's so many things in life that we, you know, we can, what, what can we ultimately control mm-hmm. ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. What can we focus on? And we can spend so much time and energy and worry, worrying about things that we can't control. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, we forget what we can control. 
And what can we can control during these times? How can we be better at teleworking? How can you get your message as a business? How can you turn your business even in these times and go viral through you know, mobile apps? How can we become better in government operations to provide better and cheaper services? How can we prepare more? How do we help our kids become resilient in uncertainty? How do we help our kids understand the difference between inconvenience and hard? Mm-hmm. So what can we focus on? That you, you meaning the generic you, the universe yeah. of us, what, what is it that we have control over? And there's so much we do have control over, but our energy, our time, our, our worry can go into the things we can't control. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of stress comes from. Boy, I couldn't, I, I just, I'm nodding my head and just thinking about how we have a choice, don't we? We can lead with fear. Yep. And, and, or we can recognize that while there is fear, we can still lead with a, a different way, with confidence, with optimism. We could still move forward even if there is fear. Yeah, because fear exists. When I travel in an airport as a blind person in the, you know, by myself, I'm not going to say I'm fear free. Hmm. You know, because I have to show up and hope I can find my way and hope somebody, you know, if I need directions, will give them. And it's not that it's, it's, you know, it's easy. Mm-hmm. It's not that I walk in every time thinking this is going to be a breeze. Mm-hmm. There's fear there sometimes. So it's never a question of, you know, we have the fear. Mm-hmm. The fear can still be, we as human beings are complex. We hold many emotions. We hold optimism and fear and insecurity and hope and all of those feelings. But there's this deeper part of us, I hope, and I believe in, that can choose what we will lead with. Yeah. And while we hold those other emotions. At the same time. Yeah. At the same time. I do believe in paradox. I believe there is opposition in all things. I yeah. think that that's the nature of this world. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just what we lead out with. So what would you suggest for those today, particularly in a government role like yourself, mm-hmm. or in maybe a leadership role in an organization, mm-hmm. who now they're trying to choose how to efficiently create value for the people that they serve, and seemingly stuck or feeling mm-hmm. you know, like they don't have enough budget to do all the things they want to do? So I believe this one thing, we find what we search for. Mm -hmm. And if we believe that there is a hidden opportunity here that we don't know yet, right? It's the step into the unknown. Mm -hmm. But if we believe in the opportunity, how do I provide significantly better services with less money? Mm -hmm. So I am not impacting the taxpayer at this time, right? At any time than ever, government needs to be efficient and effective. Mm -hmm. If I'm in a business, how do I at this point instill hope in my employees and confidence to help them manage this? And where's the opportunity? There is always a silver lining. There is always an opportunity. Mm -hmm. We just have to find it, but we won't find it if we don't believe it's there. And it starts with this belief to believe in what we cannot see Mm -hmm. and what we do not know. And the opportunity is in that space. So the diligence and the resilience to look for that, that's, I think, what distinguishes leaders from managers. Wow. Can, oh, my goodness. I'm just, I'm so grateful for this conversation. I can't even tell you. And I'm, I'm thinking now, can you give us a couple examples of how this is 
manifesting itself within the government um, and within your daily work right now? Because I'm sure this week has just got to be crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. And, you know, luckily in Utah, we've got a great governor who's been, you know, we've been planning on this. We've been, you know, we we set aside money. We have a conservative legislature and we're fiscally conservative here. So Mm -hmm. we have a lot of advantages. But right now I'm looking at our burn rate on our reserves. So we have money set aside. Mm-hmm. How do we? And we've already hit over a 27% improvement across all of our agencies. Mm-hmm. But I never believe that's enough. Mm-hmm. I don't believe the money is ours. It comes from hardworking people out there who are risking their um, livelihoods as entrepreneurs or working hard in their jobs. It's not our money. Mm-hmm. And um, this is a chance more than ever for us to stand up and provide the best services we can. Now, we could have a hit on unemployment insurance, right? Right. If people who are working in restaurants or in tourism are laid off and we have a spike in unemployment insurance, uh, we've got great employees who are working on this. Mm -hmm. How do we stand up services quickly? How do we make sure that our technology can handle the load on our technology? How do we make sure that the applications are really accurate so there's no rework so people get benefits quickly? Mm -hmm. You know, so all of that just delivery on areas where we feel like there's going to be vulnerabilities and areas that are counter cyclical to the economy. Mm-hmm. So those are the types of things that, you know, we're paying attention to. And the good news is um, I lived through the recession before and some of the other people in this space have lived through it before. So there's some sense of what to expect mm-hmm. and what to think about and how to gear up. Um, and, you know, and there'll probably be some stuff that we don't anticipate that hits us and that's okay too. And you swivel and you, you solve it. It's just, so we sometimes, I see this all the time, Max, is mm-hmm. people see a problem. I'll give you an example. I'll hear people all the time define the problem in a way that makes it impossible to solve. First of all, they never really verbalize it. It's just stuck in their mind. It feels fuzzy, Right. So the first step is to verbalize the problem, such as we're going to have a spike in unemployment insurance. Mm-hmm. And then we stop there. But the question is, how do you flip that and instead say, no, it's not that we have a problem or that we're going to have a spike in unemployment insurance. Instead, it's an action step. And the action step is, how do I solve the spike and react to a spike in the unemployment insurance? It's like, wait a second. I can figure that out. I can break down everything I've got to consider to figure out how to deal with that spike. Mm-hmm. It's turning what we define. So get, first of all, get the fuzzy thinking out of our head, verbalize the problem and flip it to the action I need to take. Mm-hmm. You'll start finding we can chunk these problems and we can solve each little task and everything becomes possible. Our systems are just made up. <laughs> everything mm-hmm. in government is made mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Somebody had an idea, it became a program or a policy or behavior or a measure. Mm-hmm. And if it's made up, we can unmake it. We just have to think differently. We're just bound by our thinking. Yeah. I mean, I love how you're talking about this. We just need to unpack some of these problems that yes. at first we're standing in front of. And as you said, we're paralyzed in fear, likely because we're confused by the problem and we don't know even what it is. And you're saying, yep. hey, unpack it, unpack it. Yep. Here's another story, if you may. Can I? Of course, of course, <laughs> please. For you with another story. So, you know, going through these airports, sometimes I talk about, you know, it feels a little scary to me sometimes. Mm-hmm. And here's a trick I have is because at first the problem can feel overwhelming, but I really use this concept called chunking it. Hmm. 
And so the first thing I know is I just have to find um, security, right? And then I get, everyone hates security, right? So once I'm through security, which is the worst part, I just got to get through security. Then I just need to find my gate. Right. And once I get to the gate, then I just have to find my seat. Then I get to the other side. And then I just have to figure out if the people on the plane are going left or right. So I know where to, you know, get, go. Hmm. And then I just try to find baggage claim. And then when I'm at baggage claim, I just have to find Uber or my, you know, whatever I'm doing. And then from there, I get to the concierge and to my room. And the most important part of the whole trip is ha- FaceTiming my husband to figure out how to use the thermostat. Because you know? <laughs> I'm always cold. So I have to chunk it. Mm. Because if I just in my mind go, okay, I'm flying here to wherever. And all at once, that problem can seem so big mm-hmm. that it stops us. But Max, you said it so well. We have to unpack it. I call it, or chunking it is yeah. what I call it. It's take the problem, verbalize it, flip it into the action step you need to take and break it down and break it down. And all of a sudden we feel more in control of what we can control. Yeah. There's so much that we can impact if we take the time to face the fear and understand how do we need to, you know, what can we do to control that or focus or solve it? My goodness, I I am so grateful that we could have this conversation, Chris. Is there another piece of advice or last piece of advice or suggestion you would share with folks today to to get through some of this right now? And I know you've talked about, you know, let's unpack it. We got to work through the fear, recognize that the fear is going to be a part of this, but we have to choose where we're going to lead. Next steps for you, or why do you lead with optimism? You know, where is this headed? So I believe the hard times pass as well as the good times. So we shouldn't be surprised when the hard times come either. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing that everything is going to you know, change. I heard once that we're either walking into a storm or in a storm or we're walking out of a storm. Mm-hmm. And um, it's to, to, I think grasping that, knowing that these hard times will pass. Mm-hmm. It can feel painful now, but can we in this moment find the silver lining? And can we reach out to people who are in need? Because it's so easy in these moments to kind of surround ourselves with our own need, our own panic, our own fear, which is legitimate, right? We want to take care of ourselves, our families, and we should. But can we look out for others who may be in need? Um, Can we serve others at this time of need? And can we ourselves be beams, you know, bring light because there seems like there's so much fear. Yeah. And we need to, the, my, I love the quote by Gandhi that we must become the change we want to see in the world. And it's mm-hmm. always so easy to want others to change. You know, our politicians are, you know, friction in DC and leaders, but can we ourselves in these times of challenge lead in the way we want others to lead? Mm-hmm. And that's much more difficult to do, but it's, uh, you know, <laughs> our, our little communities are just made up of individual people. Yeah. And when all the individuals work together, which we can in, here in Utah, we've got a great state. We have a great country. Mm-hmm. We have a country that overcomes time and time again. We will get through this. Mm-hmm. We will have, you know, infrastructure in place to help with people who are unemployed. Businesses will retool and become stronger. We will rebuild but we have to have the resilience to do it. So see if this is a chance to be resilient and build up our own personal strength. Yeah, 
Thank you so much for that. I've um, I've been reflecting and sharing on a lot of social media posts the last few days. Just think about the little things we can do to serve others. You yes. know, even if it's just buying a gift card for them, or maybe buying even um, a future service at a local shop to help them sustain themselves through yes. some of this, right? That's such a great idea. Just, you know, for that local economy, that little business, they've got a little gift card coming in. Those things add up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we all have our role to play. Everyone's role is important. I have my role at the state level. Businesses have their role, which are doing an amazing job in, you know, across this country and here in Utah. And we as individuals have our own role. And we all play our role and do our best. Um, this thing will pass. Chris, thank you so much. This is Chris Cox. We've been speaking with the executive director at the Utah Governor's Office of Management and Budget. And, and I just am so grateful that you could take a few minutes with us today to be able to get this message out. And I'm going to get it out as quick as we can. All right, Max. Total pleasure. Thanks for your service to the community. Thank you. And you too. And, and be safe. And I hope we, uh, we, we can chat again soon. Okay, absolutely. Bye-bye. Thank you.